0: Today's episode of the Theater People podcast is brought to you by TodayTix, the app for last-minute theater tickets. Download the app in Google Play or the App Store and use the code THEATERPEOPLE at checkout to save 20 bucks on your first order. That code again is THEATERPEOPLE, which of course is theater with an E-R-P-P-L. Hey theater people, Patrick here. So we are less than a month away from our next live summer series event. This one featuring the amazing Eden Espinosa. Eden, of course, is best known for being Broadway's third alphabet, for originating the role of Brooklyn in Brooklyn the Musical, and for playing Maureen in the closing Broadway company of Rent. And recently, she starred as Sadie in the world premiere of Michael John LaCusa's Reign. I'm obsessed with Eden, as you know. The song you're listening to right now is called Once Upon a Time, which was written for Eden's insane voice in the musical Brooklyn. Our show is happening on Sunday, July 17th at Pearl Studios. Our pre-party is from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. We'll have amazing items that we'll be raffling off and a really fun surprise that I can't tell you about just yet. Eden and I go on right at 7. We'll chat for a little bit and then she'll perform a song or two. If you're on the fence about joining us for these live events, Producer Mike has made short videos of our first two live summer series shows for you to check out on our website. You really get a sense of how fun and casual and just exciting the events are. Tickets are just $10, so now's a great time to pause this episode and head over to our website where you can get them. Our website, of course, is www.theaterpeople.com. That's theater with an E-R-P-P-L dot com, and click on the Summer Series tab. Now, listen to Eden belt this high Z above middle C. Welcome to the Theatre People Podcast. I'm Patrick Hines, your host. As longtime listeners to the podcast will remember, our interview today with the divine Betsy Wolf has been literally years in the making. I'm a huge Betsy Wolf fan. I have been ever since I saw her in the 2010 Broadway production of Everyday Rapture. Betsy was one of the first guests we pursued for this podcast, but the thing about Betsy Wolf is that she's always working, sometimes two jobs at once. When we first reached out to her, she was doing the opera Deflater Mouse at the Met, while at the same time rehearsing for the Woody Allen musical, Bullets Over Broadway. Anyway, finally, a few months ago, we got to sit down with Betsy for this interview. Betsy made her Broadway debut in the 2007 production of 110 in the Shade, and then, of course, went on to back up Sherry Renee Scott in Everyday Rapture. She was next seen on Broadway as Rosabud in The Mystery of Edwin Drood. In 2013, she won the coveted role of Kathy in The Last Five Years, which was directed by the show's creator, Jason Robert Brown, for second stage. Next for Betsy was originating the role of Ellen in the 2014 production of Woody Allen's Bullets Over Broadway. Recently, of course, as many of you know, Betsy played Elsa in the lab production of the highly anticipated Broadway-bound Disney musical Frozen. This interview was done well before that casting was announced, so it doesn't come up here. Lastly, I was so excited to meet Betsy that we started talking the second she walked in the door. She started telling a story about how she and Lindsay Mendez and Sherry Renee Scott had all been together at a house party recently, had had a few drinks, and then did an impromptu performance of Up the Ladder to the Roof from Everyday Rapture. I died, you guys. I just started recording. I didn't even bother with the whole welcome to the podcast thing. So we're just going to jump right into the interview at that point. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: And then all of a sudden we were at our friend John Barrett's house, and uh, he said, "Come on!" It was it was the, her closing night of a uh, World inside of. Oh uh, yes. And we were all for you know celebrating her her cast party, and uh, and yes we did an impromptu performance and I will say choreography and all. Oh my the best God. part is Lindsay Mendez, who was our dance captain extraordinaire. She remembers <laughs> everything. She remembered my part, her part, you know the arms, the legs, the. Standby's parts, and Sherry couldn't remember a single lick of her melody, and I was like forgetting the words right and left, so it was just like old times, you know, when when Lindsay was telling us what to do. That one has a memory on her.
0: Uh, Can I just say, Betsy Wolf, it is after like, I have to say maybe 18 months, to be in a room with you to talk about your career is like the most exciting thing that could be happening at 7.30 on a Wednesday night.
1: Welcome wow. to the podcast. I'm really I'm I'm happy I'm happy I said yes. Oh, me too. I uh You're, yes. I think I postponed it as long as I could, didn't I? <laughs> we were Did not letting off you off the floor? hook. There would be days
0: that I would literally tweet, like, hey Betsy Wolf <laughs> Do you want to do our podcast anytime soon?
1: Yes, I remember every, every <laughs> one of those, and I would avoid it, and finally my fiancé was like, you know, what is your deal? And I was like, we don't have enough time to answer that question, but I will do it at some point. Oh, my I God. I will do it at some point. I'm so, so happy to have we you.
0: are. My favorite thing ever was, initially, like, uh, like literally a year and a half ago, I sent you a Facebook message, and I was like, hey, Betsy, I'm a huge fan, coming to see you at the Met, we're going to see you in Bullets Over Broadway, we love, I did this little podcast, we love to have you on the show. Are you around? And I was like, she's never going to get back to me. She's famous. It's whatever. Mm, and yes, then, very
1: famous. I was at
0: work and like a message bubble popped up and it said Betsy Wolf. I literally gay screamed. At my job, my colleague was like, "Are you? Da- what's happening?" And I was like, "Betsy Wolf just responded to my Facebook message." Or
1: so you thought she did. <laughs> was it. Somebody was else? it the Betsy Wolf in in Ohio that <laughs> I hear about, or, or the one in Texas? No, it was actually me. That that was me. It was me responding.
0: Hi, thanks for being on the Theater People Podcast. Um. All right. I'm
1: equally excited and terrified. Why? As as little as it, excited and,
0: and scared. scared. We say that around here all oh, the time. I
1: love that <laughs> song. I have a funny story about that too.
0: Lay it on us. That's you I all. will.
1: Um, my first audition. It just made me think of this. Oh, my first audition in the city. What a horrible choice I made. I just <laughs> got graduated from CCM, and I was asked to audition for a Carnegie Hall concert with all Time music, and James Lapine was directing it. And they asked to prepare two different songs uh, I Know Things Now from Into the Woods and yeah. Another Hundred People. And I Know Things Now, I know that song so well. I mean, I, Into the Woods is the reason why I am in musical theater. That really? VHS tape that I no, wore out as yeah. a little girl in California. And she this a
0: little bit further. So, to-
1: to- to- so I knew that song so well, but I was like, no, you know what I want to do? I'm going to learn another hundred people for this audition. It's in like two days. I'll totally be able to learn it. I just I just went to CCM people. Totally. I had to do this all the time. So there I was, and uh, I could have sung I Know Things Now, which I know the lyrics, like, you know, the back of my hand. And instead, I chose to sing another hundred people, to which I absolutely had the possibly the worst audition of my life that James <laughs> Levine still has never <laughs> let me live down where I made up. A- all of the lyrics i mean it started fine it was like another hundred people just get off of the train and we are here and we're looking around and we're on the ground and there's buses are here and where people are everywhere but i'm here and i'm sending her left now and it was like it just kept going and kept going and i was like at what point what point do i stop
0: you know and and she
1: finally put his hand up and he was like thank you um did you learn that last night? <laughs> and I went, yes. Yes, I did. And he's like, thank you. Thank you so much. And that was the end of my first audition in New York City. Wait, it, well, it should be it. noted
0: that you and James LePine worked together on the Merrily Revival. We've now Marrily worked together revival. two
1: times. He cast me in Spelling Bee. I think he forgot in the, that that was me. The Boston Company? I did the San Francisco company oh. and the Boston company yeah. and, um, and could have come to New York, but I, I, was, I was dying to work with one of my idols that I grew up by, Audra McDonald and in one into the shade. Yes. So I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be in that show. So I auditioned for that show and, and then, and then, uh, my time with spelling bee was done, but yes, we've worked together twice now. Merrily, we roll along in Spelling Bee. So he clearly didn't hold it too much against it. Well,
0: there's a great story about you. Maybe, maybe I'm conflating the two stories. But there's a story about you saying you were going to sing a song at an audition for him. And he said, that's my favorite song. Don't mess it up.
1: That was the Merrily one. Yeah. He So so James Lapine is kind of notorious with me for not liking the song that I was going to sing. And maybe he does this with, with everyone. So I finally, I, I went into the Merrily audition and... And initially, I was submitted for Gussie. Right. And so I remember showing up in a very vampy leopard print dress with, you know, my boobs up to my chin. (laughs) And I walked in the room. And, of course, James and I had worked together. And I'm like, here I am. You know, and, and, uh, and he said, what are you singing? And I presented him a list of songs that he could choose from. Because I knew that no matter what I had suggested I'd sing, he wasn't going to pick that. So I just presented, literally said, James Lapine's list of songs to choose. And so he he, I, he picked uh, Don't Gurn Around Much Anymore. And he goes, right before I started, you know, the, the pianist played the intro. And then right before I said, he goes, stop. This is my favorite song ever, just so you know. And I was like, well, why do you have to say that right before? But that's... That's kind of classic James. So I sang that song, and he goes, "You're not a Gussie. You're a Beth.
0: Do um, you know
1: not a day goes by?" And I'm sitting there in the room with all these people, and of course, like I, I'd, I'd heard the song before, and I'd heard, you know, Bernadette's kind of her, her version of it, but I didn't really know the song. I'd never really sung it through. I just think I'd heard it, you know, a lot. and so, so he goes, "Go outside the room." Come back in and sing this in, in ten minutes. So I did. I I came back in and I sang "Not a Day Goes By" and and uh, and there were some like Hi. nods of approval, like "Good job, James. <laughs> good <laughs> good decision." And uh, and and there you have it. It was one of my favorite. You know, theatrical experiences I've done to this day. Just go on thinking and sweating and cursing and crying and turning and reaching and waking and dying.
0: I mean, so. I wasn't even gonna ask you about it, but now that we're talking about it, I mean, like this cast—it's you and Celia and Lynn Manuel and uh, Elizabeth Stanley. Who am I forgetting?
1: Colin Donnell. Yes,
0: Colin Donnell.
1: Yes. Um, some real no-names in the
0: business. Some, yeah, so, so you, it was a charity project that you yeah,
1: did. Yeah, yeah, whatever happened to Lynn?
0: That's oh my
1: God. so sad. We shouldn't talk about it.
0: I know, it is um, sad. you probably
1: left the business, well, right? Well, you,
0: you have to quit when you're just not that successful. Yeah, you
1: do. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. How was um, that experience? It, <laughs> you know, it, it's hard. It's one of, it's one of those things where you, where you don't know at the time how special something's going to be, but, but this was actually one of those times when... I knew every second how much I was going to miss this, and and yeah. and tried to cherish every moment, you know, Sondheim being in the room with us all the time and talking to us about these characters and and about the time of his life when he wrote it, and and also pe- working with people that I I admired so much, both, uh, you know, Colin who I who had grown up with doing theater, um, and uh, and Elizabeth Stanley and. Yeah, the list list goes on and on. Celia, my first experience with her was watching her do Spelling Bee when I came in for two weeks and was learning kind of my track. So obviously this was, I, I was working with friends, but then I was also working with the two people who were pretty much the sole reasons why I was doing musical theater. And that was James Lapine, who wrote the book for Into the Woods, and then Stephen Sondheim. And so this show, in many ways, you know, I love to say, well, we ran two weeks <laughs> at Encores. we got extended a week, That's right. you know, which is because it was, it was, it, it was, it's a testament too to the fact that that show's not done much, and and they they extended it right away, which you know, because it was such. High ticket demands. So many people wanted to see this show on yeah. stage. Yeah. So, you know, I'd give anything to go back and do it again. But yet, at the same time, it'll it'll always be this, like, extremely special place. And for those of us heart. who were
0: lucky enough to see it, we we all agree with you.
1: Oh, well, I loved doing it. I actually told, when, when Steve came to my dressing room afterwards, I was like, you're so, you're so... Does this sound conceited that I'm going to say this? Okay, but it's true. Please. Steve came to my dressing room after the performance. Fine, I'll remember it the rest of my <laughs> life. Time Get over it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But but he came to my dressing room, and I remember him saying, why did you learn to be so funny? And I was like, wow, I will remember that the rest of my life, because that's the biggest compliment you could give me. And then the second thing he, he I said was, well, I said honestly i said i grew up watching into the woods i said there was one summer steve where i watched it you know 50 times and wore out the vhs tape yeah and the next thing he said was well didn't you get it the first time (laughs) and so there you go there's my steve song history
0: um, Betsy Wolf, I'm crazy about you. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, let's go back a little bit. So you mentioned this a, a little bit. You alluded to the fact that you grew up in a place where you grew up near where Otter McDonald grew up.
1: I did. Yeah. I grew up 40 minutes south of where she grew up, and and I actually grew up watching her perform at a little theater called a dinner theater called Good Company Players, Roger Rock's Music Hall. And so I watched her watched her play Vita. i watched her wow you know i no, i mean i had no idea at the time she was going to be you know 65 tony award winning <laughs> right. you know is that how many she has now? it's no. like 66 i swear I think, it's like oh, 66 yeah okay, yeah, cool. yeah yeah i forgot the last one yeah um but you know i i knew she was special and it was just everyone was so talented there actually sarah yuri berry was there was there um uh um uh, Several other people. Heidi Blickenstaff, actually. actually saying oh, wow. Sang there. Yeah, absolutely. It's this crazy... Michelle Bell, who's the famous, you know, like, bass that sang Showboat. That oh, Man yeah. River. So it's just this, like, they must grow, you know, something in the oranges. And Betsy Wolf. And, and, Bet- and Betsy Wolf. <laughs> um, so, you know, when I was 15, I was like, I want to go do a show there, Mom and Dad. So they absolutely... You know, sacrificed a lot by driving me up to up forty minutes to go do carousel there. I did carousel for three months there, and and uh, and I, I proceeded to take uh, voice lessons from Audra McDonald's voice teacher growing up. So we we had the same voice coach for a really long time. Did you guys do
0: like sh- a show together? like oh, no, music? she didn't know who I was. Okay. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. Well, eventually, no. you did a
0: show together. We did.
1: I I did. I yeah. I, I saw. I'd never been on an open call before, and I was doing um, Spelling Bee at the time in Boston, and I knew that I could go back to New York with it. You know, we had we had the offer for to go to Broadway, for a full year run, yeah. After uh, for our company for Spelling Bee, but um, I saw this open call uh, for One Ten in the Shade, and I was dying to do a show with her and Paul Gimignani and Lonnie Price. Paul Gimignani was obviously... Yeah. You know, I was a huge fan of, of his work and his connection with Sondheim. So I just decided I'm going to go to this open call and I was the first person to sign up and and I'll never forget Jim Carnahan, you know, cast cast me in that. So that was my first Broadway show. But, um... So open calls do work.
0: Wait, so you, you got one ten in the shade from an open call?
1: I did, Yeah. Wow. I had an agent and I just... I drove Sunday night with, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was a little strange. I was like the lead in this show on tour. And I drove, um, I drove back from Boston on a Sunday night with a friend of mine who also wanted to go to another audition. I was like, what's this open call thing about? I'm going to, I want to try this. I want to get an audition for this show. And, uh, and so I did, I signed up by saying my, it was it? Like 16 bars, 20, Wow! Or something like that, yeah. Pretty and crazy. What was your process?
0: Like, what happened after the open call?
1: I got a call back, and my agents, I think, were a little surprised <laughs> because they're like, "How'd you get a call back for the show?" They didn't kind of really. It actually, we just kind of glossed over it. I don't know. I they probably weren't that surprised once they figured out yeah. why I was auditioning or who, you know. I was auditioning for it, but it, it established a relationship with Jim Carnahan, and and from there, you know, we worked on several projects. But I was. But wait, I'm so curious. So you got
0: <laughs> one callback, and then did that lead to like another callback, and then another? No, call
1: back? it was one callback, and then I found out I got the show.
0: Oh it my was, god! It
1: was crazy. It was it was truly like a dream come true. And I know I say, I say this like. And I'm sure equally some people would want to punch me going, that's how easy <laughs> it was. But it, obviously, like, we've all, we've put in our dues in ma- in many different ways. It's looked, it's looked in many different forms. And I think at that time, the timing was just right and the show was right. Yeah. So.
0: And did you get a chance to talk to Audra during the roundabout, like, how you guys oh, drove God, to the same yeah. yeah. Oh, Is she multiple approachable?
1: times. Yeah. No. She is. <laughs> ugh, wait, is this like, is this, are people going to listen to no, this? No, no, no. Nobody listens no to one. that. No one. No one listens. That woman. Um, no, guys, I guys, Wolf is
0: giving me a run for my money. I knew this is how it was going to go. I knew it.
1: Um, no, to be fair, she's one of the most gracious, funniest, um, real people that you'll talk to in this business. And I, I knew she would be. We became good friends. We still text occasionally. We'll text kind things. We'll text um, funny things. We'll, text, we'll, we'll poke at each other, which is really fun. I, I feel myself very, you know, I, I really do consider myself really lucky to have gotten to watch her sing and watch her do that show and watch her do that role. I respect her immensely as an actress. Uh, the roles that she chooses equally as m- well as much as the one she doesn't. Uh yeah, I watched her every night sing Old Maid offstage.
0: Hey theater people, Patrick here. I'm going to spend the next 60 seconds telling you about my favorite ticketing app, Today Ticks. All right, you guys, summer is upon us. Now is the time to catch up on all of the shows you couldn't get into during Tony's season. I'm looking at the app right now, you guys, and there are a slew of Tony-nominated shows that you can see for as low as 29 bucks. And when you download the app from Google Play or the App Store and then use the code THEATERPEOPLE at checkout, you get 20 bucks off your first purchase. That code, again, is THEATERPEOPLE, which, of course, is theater with an E-R-P-P-L. And that code is good for all of 2016. Also, you can use that code in any of the cities where TodayTix operates. I'm looking at you, Chicago, San Francisco, LA, London, and Washington, D.C. There are great shows at great discounts in all of those cities. So go download the app and use the code THEATERPEOPLE at checkout to save 20 bucks. That code again is THEATERPEOPLE, which is theater with an E-R-P-P-L. One other really cool thing I wanted to tell you about, you guys. My dear friend Sasha runs an Etsy shop called Some Other Me. That's all one word. Her shop specializes in upcycled Broadway crafts. The Some Other Me shop is best known for the Playbill flowers, which have been featured at the B.C. E.F.A. Flea Market for the last two years and at BroadwayCon. Sasha also makes custom canvases and Broadway wallets. Message the shop on Etsy before placing your order and let her know that you heard of the shop on the Theater People podcast and get a free flower with your order. You can also follow her on Instagram to see what these crafts are all about, and you really should. They are so amazing. Her handle is Some Other Me Shop, and that's shop with two P's and an E, because she's fancy. Okay, now back to the show. And I love that now that we've gotten everything else out of the way, we can finally talk to the show that we refer to in my house is up the ladder to the roof. Um,
1: Everything else is out of the way. Yeah, so this I am now just a Mennonite (laughs) with dyed red hair in a horizontal blue striped dress. With
0: six hours to talk about this show, I Six
1: inch heels, okay. (laughs) Yes, I recall it well.
0: Everyday Rapture is... I think it has to be in my top like two or three favorite shows I've ever seen on Broadway.
1: I love it. I when cannot I meet people get over who it. Say that.
0: Oh my god. Because
1: I know that you're smart. Yes, exactly, then, exactly. You know, I know that you know what you're talking about. We had Mendez. <laughs> and we
0: put her through the torture. We had Michael Mayer twice. I put him through the torture <laughs> every time I see him. I'm like, but can we talk about Everyday Rapture for two more minutes? <laughs> um, tell me everything. How, oh
1: my gosh.
0: How did you get cast in that show?
1: great question Thank you. and this is also a really good story as well or at least I think it is um the breakdown said something uh, as follows two leggy gorgeous <laughs> tall giraffe like Corines. I can't
0: believe I wasn't in for that <laughs> I
1: know I know and I just you it was like sexy showgirl types and I was just laughing hysterically but it but it said, must be able to really sing and have excellent comic timing. And I was like, well, do you think they'll just care about the last two things that they, <laughs> that they wrote on there? I was like, sexy course." You know, at the time, I was like 30 pounds heavier. I was probably the last person that I think considered myself as a, the word sexy coming mm-hmm. out of my mouth. And... Um, so I had to laugh, and but at the same time I was like, you know what? Who knows? They might not even know what they want, which is something I've quickly learned in the yeah. business that when those things go out, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. So I, I, you know, I went in, and I just remember it being this day. It was about a five-hour-long audition process, and they would. Basically there was just tons of tons of girls that are my age, many of them my friends, people I respect immensely, and and they just kept whittling it down. It was like it was like this thing where it was it was like they were gonna decide by the end of the day. Wow. You know, and it doesn't often happen, happen like that anymore. And so I was kinda sitting there and and I remember looking to my left and seeing who you know I saw Lindsay Mendez but I I didn't know who she was at the time I thought she was an opera singer because she had a pianist with her and the only thing I ever knew about was that oh well if you bring a pianist you must be an opera singer so I was like that's interesting they've got Uh an opera singer over there (laughs) so and then you know so there I was sitting there and I would you know watch kind of my friends leave and 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 we'd be we, they keep whittling it down, and I was like, oh, the opera singer is still here. Interesting. Okay, and um, <laughs> you know, so we went in. Finally, they had us go in, and and we read with with Sherry, and I remember she was wearing this like I was like, wow, that's Kathy in the last five years. Yeah, and oh, I was that's like, telling. also, I was like, she's wearing a really crisp white shirt, and you know, Sherry also is 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 well endowed like yeah. like myself, and I was like, wow. I really like that white shirt. I wonder where she got it. It would, it would it would fit me too. I remember thinking like the strangest things, like wow, Kathy's standing next to me. This uh. is crazy. And so we 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 read the sides. You know, at the time, I don't know if Lindsay told you, but we were playing breasts. I was we. I was the left breast, and she was the right breast. Oh yeah, and we were her like inner thoughts, but in the forms of her boobs. And so I would like switch back and forth between reading the left breast and the right breast, which is you know is its own story for another day. Um, And I remember it just kind of kind of came up to us too, and then we went downstairs. We danced a little bit for Michelle Lynch, the choreographer, and and it felt right. It felt good, but you know. I, I had no idea what was gonna happen and and then the last thing I remember was Sherry asked me uh, when my birthday was and she was like, Gemini. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Lindsay told us the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> and then, you know, Lindsay and I we got in the elevator and and that was it. I was like, Well, Hey, I hope to see you again, or, or be nice meeting you. Oh and, you my know, God! Fast forward to you know many nights of prosecco and dinners together. Yes. we're all very good friends now. Are
0: you guys all still good friends now?
1: Absolutely. Oh yeah, my I God. wish I could tell you something funny. No, I never speak with them. But the <laughs> truth is, is, we 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 formed a uh, relationships in that show that will that will last for life.
0: Did was it? Surprising to you guys when it transferred from Second Stage to Broadway?
1: <laughs> yes. Really? Of course it was. Yeah. I mean, we knew we they we knew that there was an audience for it on Broadway, but, but when it closed, there was no theater. There was, you know, the, it just wasn't a possibility at the time. So we recorded the cast album with no plans of going to Broadway, and then all of a sudden, you know, we got that call from Roundabout saying, "Could could you do this?" And uh, within a week. We were in rehearsals for for the Broadway show. I remember my first day was on Easter. Wow! Lindsay and I were in a studio, you know, rehearsing on on Easter with you know three weeks to prepare. It was it was one of the craziest experiences. Wow! You had yeah. three weeks to
0: prepare for the Broadway opening or the Broadway well, previews, I, had, I guess.
1: Yeah, the Broadway previews I think was about three weeks. To be really honest, I mean, I can't even imagine. You know. Look, what I did in that show was nothing compared to what Sherry was doing. I can't even imagine what was going on in her head, and and in many ways, looking back now, I think it's actually a gift sometimes when you don't have as much time to prepare for certain things. Um, so I, I think part of the excitement of it was, you know, that it just got kind of thrown together, and it was like, of course, this show's meant to be yeah. here and, and at this time period. For me, it was an extra. you know, I, I learned so much about carrying a show. Yeah. That's something that I hadn't yet done, but that I was going to eventually kind of do in different, in different shows. So, so that for me was just such a great, great lesson. It was, it was a great time. I mean, that's an interesting
0: transition to talking about the last five years. Because, so, you know, Sherry Renee Scott, of course, originated the role of Kathy off-Broadway at the Minetta Lane. I saw it, like, right when it first opened. and then, I
1: wish I could have seen it. My gosh. Yeah.
0: It was a gift because it was back before I would knew anything and I didn't know I cared about theater and I didn't barely knew who Sherry Renee Scott was and nor Leo Butts and whatever. But to know the connection that you have. Now, you did it in 2013, right? Correct. And you did Everyday Rapture was in 2010.
1: Yeah, 2010 and 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you... How how did you get cast in,
0: in the last five years? Was it just random, like uh, like an open call? It was or?
1: as random, probably, as it would seem, except for once I heard that they were doing the show. I It was one of the few shows that deep down, when I heard that they were doing it, I really thought that if someone would give me a chance in this role, I know that I can do something with it that I don't think... Any, anyone else could, and I really don't mean that in a, in a in a conceited way. I just knew deep down I was meant to be doing this role at this point in time. Like I just felt into my bones that I was at the right place in the right time, and had a way of telling that story that I related to. That I knew, hopefully, someone you know I could bring something to it that was new and and also um, and also paying tribute to what had what had been done before and what people had loved so much and, and the show and. Um, No, it came up and my agents were like, well, it's the most requested audition we've ever had for people that are calling out of the woodwork to try and get into the room. And I was like, okay, you know, and they're like, but I'm sure you'll go in. So I went in. I, uh... You know, I was familiar with the CD to a certain extent, and I know that sounds really weird, but I knew some of the more, maybe the more popular songs Mm -hmm. from it. I think that someone had made me, like, a mixed CD of songs on, on like, CD when I was in college. So I knew certain songs, but the ones that I had to audition with, which was uh, Summer in Ohio uh goodbye until tomorrow i believe it or not i was not familiar with so i had like a plunky track that jason robert brown had plunked out for all the auditioners and um and i learned that and i just um you know i auditioned once i went back again for a second time and and then that was it and i had a couple it was funny because i was i was upstate with sherry one day and you know she had nothing to do with it and um but she was very sweet. She was like, "I don't." She's like, "You're meant to play this part." She's like, "I don't, I don't think anyone else could play this part."
0: Before you were cast.
1: Before I was cast, yeah. And it really, it really meant a lot to me that she even, that she even had that faith. But she was like, "Can I?" She's like, it? I can't even imagine who else could play this. She's like, "You're, you're right for that right now." You know. So I was like, "Well, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be." And then we went on and you know, talked about other things, which is what we mostly do. I saw your book out of borders in Kentucky Under a sign that said new and recommended I stole a look at your picture on the inside sleeve And then I couldn't leave Richard, who was with me, got uncharacteristically quiet Then he said, all things considered, I guess you don't have to buy it So I smiled like Mona Lisa, and I laid my visa down Wow. Yeah.
0: say you're upstate with Sharon and Scott like you're at her country home
1: yes (laughs) we were just driving yes Lindsay and I like I said you know we were like actual friends yeah yeah and so she
0: so you had gone in and then you were and I told her about
1: it yeah I was like I was like look I did this and you know I was I sang this song and she's like which song you know that's classic Sherry she 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 can't even tell you the songs that are in that show um and so and so yeah she was like yo she's like She's like, honestly, she's like I can't think of anyone. So it was, it was just really sweet. And, you know, but I knew also that that was going to be my own journey. And if it was meant to be, it was meant to be. And great. And if not, then I was meant to do another show. Yeah. yeah very.
0: So how did you find out? Like after your second audition, they just called you?
1: Well, I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I don't know if I can tell maybe the specifics of how I remember. Somebody tipped or you or off. Or someone tipped me off. I'm not going to lie. get that
0: every episode. I had a
1: tip-off. Really?
0: Yeah, every
1: so episode. So I, I was doing a concert, and someone goes, hey, have you, hey, you, have Congratulations. you heard? Congratulations. Basically, that's exactly what they said. <laughs> and I was like, what? And they're like, well, yeah, they're just trying to find the guy that matches up oh. with you. So that's what I knew. I did, so I can say that, and, and yeah. um, I do do know that they had cast me and they were just wanting to make sure that the reason why it took so long is they were trying to make sure that they could you know they were finding the right counterpart yeah so so it it did take a little bit longer than expected just because I think it was you know it's such it's a two-person show you know they just want to make sure that the people are right so that's kind of how I was tipped off to it and then I found out soon after which was I can't even remember where I was at the time, but I was pretty, I was pretty excited. I was getting, I was uh, in the middle of the mystery of Edwin Drew. Yeah. was like rehearsals and I was pretty excited.
0: This might be a rant, like a, a weird question to ask, but so you're Betsy Wolf. So to us, you're like, you're a star, right? So to hear you tell the story about how your agent said to you, like, well, it's the most requested audition, but I'm sure you'll get seen. Did <laughs> it bump up your status with your agents when you got the job?
1: Oh Lord! Isn't Who that a lame knows? question? No, I'm trying. I'm just trying to. I don't know. Does that mean anything? I'm trying. I'm trying to like decipher that myself. Did it bum? I think they. I mean, they were thrilled. Yeah, they were. They were excited. I think. Um. I think they. Be- you know, they believed in me that I could do that. Who knows? Did it? Are you guys listening? <laughs> What's the deal?
0: I guarantee you, they are not. <laughs> Probably
1: not. That's the honest to goodness truth. No, I want them negotiating contracts yes, and exactly. doing other things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- it was you know it was a huge deal. I mean, I think they were more sitting here going, "Okay, well, how are we going to get her out of the last month of the mystery of Edwin yeah, Drood?" Yeah, I think they they went into immediately like their mode. You know, yeah. how, how can we how can we do this amazing opportunity and yet also then honor this other incredible opportunity that we have. And so, you know, luckily Andy, Carl and I were leaving at the exact same time. And, and, um, and, uh, so it it worked out perfectly.
0: Did, was Sherry there for opening night?
1: She was, it was the first time she'd seen it ever since, uh, since she did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And she
1: said some things to me, which I'll just, you know, It was, um, yeah, it was a really, it was really, really special what she said that night. And, and, uh, And, um, yeah, she was there.
0: (laughs) It's so funny how, you know, actors might not know how, like, like, theater fans pay attention to things like that. And we're just so happy to, like, see a passing of a torch, you know. That's very cool to to witness. It was
1: pretty cool. What also was really special was watching Lindsay do dogfight at the same theater. So she, you know, had really took was at the helm of the show and then I got to do the same thing at second stage so it was it was fascinating you know Sherry always said I want two women on each side of me who could someday have their own show I want them to be that you know and and she was saying that good but I want them basically I want them to be that interesting them to have that much to tell that they at any moment could have their own show yeah and so it was kind of hilarious that we ended up you know Doing and, shows later. Uh,
0: it was Um all right. Well, let's talk about Edwin Drood. No.
1: <laughs> no you say, okay, fine.
0: You guys, Betsy Wolf is being. I just. She's did so. Mean. Did
1: you see that tweet that her like assistant <laughs> nuts, must know. have sent? I was like,
0: I'm going to do the interview anyway. Don't I think worry, it's... they're
1: fired. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't know. She's, are you sure you we're want so to happy do this? To have you. Oh, the Mystery of Edwin Drood. One so, of my favorite shows. To and this for day. you,
0: like, it was the first time for you to be a lead on a Broadway
1: stage. That it was. Yeah. Yes. So how
0: did? How did? So I know that you originally requested to go in for Drood. Is that not right?
1: I did. I read did
0: I? I read that in an interview that you called your agents and you were like, "I'm going to go in for Drood," and they were like, "No, but you can go in for Rosabud."
1: Well, that's true. Yeah. They, yeah. That's absolutely true. I have to play research. I, Betsy I, I, Yes, no, no, I'm sorry. You meant the character of Drood. I just thought yeah. you meant the show. I was like, no, they were submitting me for it for Rosa, and I was like, no, 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 no. I want to play Drude. Yeah. And they're like, well, Betsy, you know, there's a couple people that they're already looking at, but you can go in for Rosa. And I laughed in their faces. This this story is correct. I'm remembering now. <laughs> the, the drink's wearing off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's true. And they were like, no, they're actually looking at, at, at some. Someone else for this role, and but but they want to see you for Rosa Budd. And I I remember laughing hysterically on the phone because I played little known fact Princess Puffer, my senior year in college. I knew that. You knew that. I knew that. And so I was like, well, no, either I'll go in for Princess Puffer or like what?
0: But some unknown was cast as Princess Puffer. Yeah,
1: exactly. Miss Cheetah Rivera. And Miss Cheetah Rivera. So no, I just think that you know, part of me just laughing at it was, was, was thinking I'm not the, I'm not the classic ingenue. You know, I'm not, every other role kind of interested me more in that show. I saw at least on paper, I saw, and this is, you know, more, more colors in in some of the other roles or or more, more choices, or, or they just like popped out to me quicker. How's that? And, um, and so I was like, well, um, Okay, I'll go in and, and sing. I hadn't sung much soprano stuff in a really long time. I'd been belting a ton. And so I went in and you know, one thing led to another and 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 uh and what's funny is the I wasn't originally cast for that role. Oh, really? So, no. No, 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 no. And uh, so it's a little known fact too. And I can say this this is I'm I'm totally happy to say this. But um Will Chase and I we we replaced uh, Patrick Wilson and Laura Osnes. They what? were so the cast was as it as as you as you saw the cast it was as is, and Patrick Wilson and Laura Osnes were were set to play Jasper and Rosa Budden. Wow! And Laura got Cinderella, Cinderella. and then Patrick got a film. So when they said we, they want to bring you in for Rosa, it would, it was because that had already gone out to someone else and to Laura. And, uh, and I said, well, I'm, you know, I, I, am I'm, I'm a, I'm a different type just, yeah. you know, I'm just, a, I am, I am slightly different, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and, and in many ways and. And if she's what they're looking for for like the Rosa Bud, I don't think that I'm right for that. And I said I can go in. and I said I'll, I'll do what I think I could do with it. But that's, you know, but that's it. As it turns out, it was it was it was the, one of the. Best experiences working within Will Chase and yeah. and that cast was sick. My what
0: ridiculous. My dressing
1: room mate Jessie Mueller, uh, who you might have heard of. Yeah,
0: she's a little known. And
1: Andy, it was right before he did Rocky. It was yeah. right before she did Beautiful. Right before he went off to Nashville. I mean, it was just that cast. We and we and we all texted the other day too, and it was, it, you know, there's just I've been like utterly blessed with amazing incredible performers around me yeah. at all different times i can i can genuinely say that it's that was a that show is very special in the moonfall, oh sound is frozen still yet pressed against me your skin will warm the chill of moon
0: So here's something I want to talk about... I want to talk about this and we can totally cut this out if you don't want to talk about this this part of it. But I know there was a time when you had to choose between two like high profile jobs and you chose one over the other and I can cut you all know of that out
1: everything. Yes,
0: I do. But we can cut all of that out if you don't want to talk about it. But if you don't mind talking about it,
1: which which ones are you talking about? I'm Maybe talking you about... know about something what? else. <laughs> I have so much more info for you.
0: Which ones are you talking about? We can
1: I'm, it's fine, well, all good. I
0: think the timing of when you had done earlier productions of, um...
1: Sideshow. Thank you, mm-hmm. Sideshow. I'll help
0: you out. Thank <laughs> you. And then you went and did Bullet Over Broadway, which, by the way, I loved so much.
1: Thank you, um, I loved it too. Yeah,
0: I thought it was like one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my whole life. Oh,
1: good. Well, we needed more of you in the theater. I, I, I mean, and a pretty long time though, Right? Yeah, I think the the run was a, was was a was a healthy run. Yeah. I think that that run was a lot shorter than I think any of us expected. You know, certainly I'd been part of it since uh, since oh my gosh, the mystery of Edwin Drood. Everything happened during that show. <laughs> so right after audition for the last five years, I got this you know bullets over Broadway workshop and and I think that you know if you were in that reading, that very first reading that we did with Woody and Zach Braff and um, Bobby Cannavale and. And Brooks, and uh, you know, it was uh, it was really, really magical. And I think it was one of those times where you just felt like you were being hand, you were being handed a, a you know gold platter yeah. of a show, and it was really special. And so I think um, to me, I've I've only I've been part of a lot of readings where some of them you think this is never going to see the light of day, and then the ones where you just assume it's going to run for years and years uh-huh. and years and years and years. So I think you know a five month run for someone who maybe thought this might run for years and years and yeah. years and years, you know, was was a failure. But, um, um, you know, it, it had the life that it had. Yeah. And they, we loved every second of it, the whole casting.
0: I think it was maybe not, like, super well-reviewed, but I think that people—I think that theater fans loved it.
1: Theater fans loved it. People I talked to love it. And I, I, I've, you know, I've been doing this a while now to where I, I really can— I think at least I have a pretty good intuition of telling when people are just saying that, and then yeah. when people are like, "No, we actually really love yeah, this. Yeah, we don't yeah. really understand it," and that's just kind of the overall response that we get with that show: is we really loved it. Who knows what's happening? Yeah, so many factors go into keeping a show running. So, can I ask you,
0: like, what goes into the decision of like I'm going to do this over this?
1: Yeah, well, a lot actually went into that decision. Um, and you're referring to Sideshow, which I'd been a part of since 2008. And that was one of those where um, where they found the two girls together. They found... Um, I, I went and auditioned the, the previous week with a bunch of Amazonian <laughs> brunettes. <laughs> and oh, at wow. the time, I was a blonde. And, and I remember then they said, um, they said, they really like you. They're really interested. But they're going to have another set of auditions in about a week and a half. And I remember walking in, and instead of five amazonian brunettes it was about 20 blondes and just myself and so I, rem- I i thought at the time this is a pretty good sign i'm back and there's a bunch of more me's you uh-huh. know <laughs> so yeah, I thought, yeah. well, maybe that's maybe that's a good thing um but you know of course you you don't know and and again we did the same thing that i actually did with uh for everyday rapture and they they uh, they whittled it down to, a, to to a bunch of us and then and then finally, it was Aaron Davie and myself, and uh, and we went in, and it was the first time and only time I've actually ever been told I got the role in a room. <laughs> and uh, Henry Krieger went to the piano, and he played a chord, and then they played, and the whole Bill Condon and Bill Russell, they all played um, "You're a Daisy, You're <sighs> Violet," and I'll never forget, like really feeling like I'd won the lottery yeah. that night. It was um it was a really cool feeling. Um, and just a special a special moment. So, you know, fast forward to it was an incredible workshop and Bill Condon's just a genius and I loved working with him. And uh, and now, just to give you a time frame of, of what happened so often in theater, that was two thousand and eight. And now we're in two thousand thirteen. And it was supposed to have kind of gone to a Broadway about About two times before then, Uh and um, and we, you know, we'd put projects on hold as you do to try and say, well, this is coming, this is coming. Let's let's wait for it, and um, and so they those two projects came up the exact same week, and uh, it was a really really hard decision. A lot of thought, a lot of talks with people I respected and admired, and and. Ultimately, it, it came. You know, at the time, remember, sideshow didn't have commercial producers or anyone uh-huh. associated with it, and so at the time, it was just a production out of town or Woody Allen offering me a full Broadway show. They uh-huh. had the theater, they had everything, and and you know, as someone who really prided herself on doing original pieces, um, I was and had always said. You know, no to projects, even if it even even if it was more lucrative, if it was, you know, I I I think this was the first kind of marriage between a commercial production and an artistic, creative, original production. I love Woody Allen. I've always wanted to work with Woody Allen. So, so for me, it was kind of a um, I had to try and take all that into consideration
0: yeah and um
1: and it was it was honestly it was one of the hardest projects I've ever had to leave. It was really hard and and I know though that what was meant to happen what happened, and I know that M and Aaron were incredible together and and uh yeah i heard I heard it was absolutely fantastic and and you know i st- I still have to leave today going, I know I made the right decision yeah. that show will always be such a special show for me and my heart and i you know, but it's weird, you know, holding on to, like, these, like, dreams. Like, I remember back in 2008 thinking, no, this is going to be my Broadway show. This yeah, is it. This yeah. is it. So it just kind of, like, just kind of taught me also you really never know what's going to happen. You have to just keep yourself open and and uh, and things can, can turn out differently than what you, you know, yeah. always think they're going to turn out as. So.
0: You, Betsy Wolf, are amazing. <laughs> thank, you, thank,
1: thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I loved being
0: here. You're the best. Bye. Hey, theater people, Patrick here. Now as good a time as any to head over to our website and grab your $10 tickets to our live summer series shows featuring Eden Espinosa and Laura Osnes. These events are so much fun, and it's a great opportunity for us to meet and become best friends forever. Get your tickets at theaterpeople.com. That's theater with an E-R-P-P-L dot com. Special thanks, as always, to our sponsor, TodayTix. Download the app in Google Play or the App Store and use the code THEATERPEOPLE at checkout to save 20 bucks on your first purchase. TheaterPeople People is produced by Mike Jensen and me, Patrick Hines. Special thanks, as always, to Steve Tipton, Bradley Bean, Diana Bush of Diana Bush Photography. She is amazing, you guys, by the way. If you need new headshots or event photography, please check her out at dianabushphotography.com. Special thanks also to Eric Emsch, our webmaster Keith Allen Herzog, Ellen Marsh, and the staff at Oswald's. We'll be back next Monday. Until then, tell your friends about us. Let's get the theater community talking.